If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by Ian Bruce and Patrick Kay. You can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. Um, so, yeah, we've got some news to go through. Um, there was an Oculus event, wasn't there? Uh, it was yeah. a week or two ago now. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a couple of weeks ago now, but um, Oculus Connect, uh, where they unveiled the latest prototype, the Crescent Bay. Um, which is absolutely awesome. Um, loads of loads of really positive reports coming back from that. Um, basically, it's got three uh, three sixty degree tracking, and it's actually got integrated audio now as well. They've um, basically um, added. Uh, they've got licensed uh, real space three D audio technology, and it's going to be delivering kind of binaural sound through these integrated headphones, which is really, really cool because it's, it's, it's essentially giving like another, uh, a kind of standard for, for developers to write to this because you know everyone's got the same piece of hardware with these headphones, which is cool. Um, and but, yeah, but people can, uh, they're detachable, right? So yeah, people have got really expensive well, They can kind of cans, fold so. up and you can yeah, use your own ones as well. Um, which is cool. cool, but um, yeah, it's just a, a, a prototype. It's not the it's not the consumer riff, but they said it's getting a lot closer to it. Um, yeah, which is so it's, yeah, really really cool reports. Um, um, there was a, a demo room with they had actually people standing up. Everyone had to re- sign a disclaimer at the start saying that they wouldn't sue Oculus if they fell over or whatever. But um, they actually <laughs> had a, a standing standing room demo, um, and. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, they're still saying, you know, it's a seated experience, it's a seated experience, but that's, I think that's, you know, pretty much a hundred percent a liability thing. I don't think, I'm not sure everyone's going to, uh, take that on board when it comes to developing. Um, but yeah, really, really cool stuff. Um, there was a few other tiny, uh, bits of, uh, um, kind of rift news around that. There's, uh, Oculus, uh, the, the, now the, free as well as paid versions of unity now support oculus rift which is really awesome news because it means um it means that developers can just pick up the free version and just muck about and experiment with with vr which is awesome Uh, and also announced um oculus connect was that the dk1 has has now been uh, made open source so you can you can essentially build your own and sell your own uh a VR headset based around the DK1 um, 
technology, which is really, really cool. Uh, I think they've made the SDK open source as well, which is which is awesome. So, yeah, the um, there's quite a few bits of um, big VR news. Which is good. Which is good. <laughs> there was a few other things as well, wasn't there? I'm sure. This is the 900 series from NVIDIA, which, while not really VR news, is does contain a, an exciting VR component. Um, well, in the... Uh, yeah, um, isn't, isn't it like that uh, Oculus is going to support SLI as well, so... Um, it, no, it, it's the, the the graphics card now supports um, SLI um, with low latency. That was the problem before. You could actually do it before, but um, SLI causes latency in the pipeline, which is obviously a, a killer for VR. So n- now you can you can use multiple cards without having a, a sacrifice in that latency. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a quite a few um, VR optimizations in the the new set of cards, which is really really cool, and they're definitely sort of marketing them. Uh, towards, uh, you know, obviously they're enthusiast level, but they're, they're definitely paying attention to the, you know, the, the VR market as they're doing it, which is awesome. Well, they're enthusiast level, but they're at a, a pretty competitive price. I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. If nothing else, the fact that these cards are like more powerful than anything that it currently exists, well, at least the 980 is, and the 970 is certainly way up there. Mm. Um, I think it's it was comparable to the the 780 at the moment, mm. um, but uh, I think it was slightly beating it on some of the benchmarks that I saw. Um, but the but the fact is, it's only 260 quid, which mm. massively lowers the barrier barrier to entry for for VR. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, well, and or just high performance gaming in general. Um, so that's quite exciting. Mm. But you you don't think uh, that's the one to get you you. Do you, Pat? Well, you think it I'm, might be worth holding I'm, off a bit? I'm probably going to hold off until until the consumer rifts out before I do anything anything else. Yeah, so I'll just see what's out at the time. That's it's, it's the wisest thing to do. Everything will be a little bit cheaper, and if if there is something faster out there, it, it might be worth worth getting for for VR's sake. Um, but there yeah, might be some, they might there might be some bundles. They might do some bundles, yeah, like possibly. not not Oculus, but the you know Scan and Dabs and all those outlets. They might start doing some, you know, buy the Rift, get this graphics card. Yeah, reduced. I suppose if they're allow if, if they allow sort of third party resellers, I don't know if they haven't actually announced how they're actually going to sort of sell Oculus. Uh, Rift. Oculus, yeah, yeah. So it would depend on that, obviously. But yeah, I, I, no, I definitely wait until it comes out before I make that the next move. Do you think you'll get the 970 in, or will you hold off as well? <coughs> or, or one of these new 900 I'm series? To, I'm trying to develop with the Rift, and although mine's doing the job, I'm wondering if I had a better card, if it, I'd have to work less to try and fix stuff. Lazy developer. <laughs> um, but for financial reasons, I think I won't. Yeah, well, I'm not going to be looking at a new card, because I've literally only had mine for uh, just over a year, so... No, it's nice to sort of see where the upgrade path is going, though, mm. uh, if nothing else. Yeah, actually, shortly after the, the NVIDIA cards were announced, uh, AMD tweeted uh, an image of um, a tabletop with two pills on it, one red and one blue. 
uh, with a, a, as a kind of teaser for some mm. sort of an announcement in the future. I don't know if, it's, if it was placeholder and panicking or if it was if it, they have actually got something in the pipeline, but it, it, it would appear they want to appear like they have any yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with next because at the moment they, they, they don't really have anything to com- compete with with NVIDIA, um, which I imagine is probably... Uh, that's, that, it hasn't been like that for, for quite a long time. Um, so I, I imagine they want to sort that problem out. Yeah, they have to respond. I think. Mm. Um, I mean, they do and have. They, they, I mean, they're su- supplying the, the graphics cards for the, the consoles, I guess. So they they do have a massive presence <laughs> still, but uh, it's, they're not going to want to lose the PC market. Certainly not. I mean, I find this quite exciting because it's it's when you're kind of on the bleeding edge, as it were. It's like a clearly defined generational leap that we're seeing here. You know, the mm. fact that they can do these cards at those prices with that performance. I think that's really exciting because, you know, more than a next generation of consoles, because it just goes to show like that it's, yeah, it's going to be a, a huge leap for, for gaming. And I hope, I hope now that we've got, you know, uh, games, indie games that are coming out looking the way they are it's really exciting you know when when you've kind of got engines out there like unreal 4 that's you know with all their um blueprints and the ability to kind of create stuff without being like hardened coder and stuff i think it's exciting that you know that sort of technology is being harnessed and the software is there to drive it because i think that's been a real bottleneck you know for like next gen uh, development um the 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 tech has increased in power but the dev teams need to be there to support it really at the end of the day so yes yeah so it's all cool it's all very good exciting and, uh, times if it, a little expensive at the moment yeah mm. i just it's just going to put those consoles so far behind and like that card is i know that card is almost the price of one but it's not like Titan price. It's, it's awesome. Yes. <laughs> okay, what, what, where should we go? People are talking, aren't we? We're so rude. Yeah. <clears throat> where, where should we go next then? Um, yeah, speaking of the next gen consoles, I just wanted to quickly mention that Xbox One has had a price drop of uh, £20. So it's now a full £100 cheaper than it was when it was released and has less unnecessary tat with it as well. <laughs> Widely regarded opinion, I think. Um, uh, it's still too expensive for me, but I find it funny that they've had to lower the price to stay in the game, as it were. Yes. I think I'm going to get a PS4 controller. <laughs> um, yeah, having... Oh no, that's for later, or last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to quickly mention that. Uh, where should we go next? What we got? What we got? Pat, do you want to? Is there anything there you want to get to? Or mm. <laughs> not no. really? No. Okay. Uh, well, th- there was some news about Grand Theft Auto. Um, apparently, uh, we're going to get a first-person mode. Which uh, sounds it's 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 more of a 
undertaking, I think, than it initially sounds, because you've kind of got to ma- design all these car interiors and and stuff, as well as the on-foot thing, but you were quite excited about this, weren't you, Ian? Well, it depends how how high quality the car interiors are. I mean, they're there anyway, but they just have to be not potato quality. That's I think Pat's got a reply to a dating website. He's he's very gleeful in his in his web. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, no. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be in the multiplayer as well, or if it's just like a. Because that would be weird, if I don't know. Some people were in first person and some were in third. Well, you can do that in Daisy already. Third person gives you the ability to look round corners without going anywhere near them. True. Um, yeah. But some service disable third person, which sounds a bit weird. Uh, and then you have to play it like a real man. So. <laughs> but apparently that's uh, that's only going to be on the PC version. They're not going to support it on the consoles. Yes. Which well, is interesting. That's I wonder right. why. Yeah, mm. I think we're getting a few little bits and pieces, but then we've had to wait the longest for it. So it's fair enough. Indeed. Um, yeah. uh, we heard news uh, the other week that um, Blizzard's mythical next-gen MMO Titan has been cancelled after seven years in development and lots and lots of money spent on it. They've just decided to uh, can it. Um, do we know what they're doing with the development teams? <clears throat> Are they going off to do another Hearthstone or Hearthstone, if you prefer? Well, Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm is kind of where their priorities are at the moment. Um, they, they'd they already shrunk the team down from 100 to 30, tar- 30 staff. Um, and, yeah, all the people that were left were just there sort of figuring out, like, what to do with it. And then I, I have to wonder if maybe a certain game called Destiny <clears throat> came along and they sort of went, oh, shit. That's what we were Because doing. they're on the same platform and they're the same demographic, right? You're being sarcastic. Well, <clears throat> was Titan supposed to be on the consoles as well? Uh, I don't know. Right. Well, this is it. We don't really know much about it. And they've, yeah. they've not really gone into much. To be honest, I mean, we're talking about a game that we never really found out much about in the first place. So No. Uh, and there's probably a good reason for that, because they probably weren't sure what they wanted to do with it. This isn't the first time Blizzard have cancelled something. They did a game called Ghost, I think, that was based on the StarCraft lore that was going to be like an action game, like a uh, like third-person shooter. And they, they pulled the plug on that as well. Like That was years ago. But, um, That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think any MMO that Blizzard was going to release would be in competition with it, with themselves, really, wouldn't they? <coughs> Being the... Yes. The, uh, having the lion's share of the market. Um... And I think, to be honest, a lot of MMO players have moved on. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, it's not a dead genre, but, you know, far from that. So many people still play it, play those games. Um, But, like, they've, I think a lot of the people that were were still playing MMOs were kind of doing the whole, like, end game arena stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I think has kind of, a lot of people, a lot of those people, migrated over to like the MOBAs like uh, Dota and yeah, uh, yeah. League of Legends and so that's why they've, they've been doing Heroes of the Storm which is the 
the hearthstone they're doing like what they did with hearthstone with what? and so <laughs> hearthstone <coughs> and um god it still looks like hearthstone when you look at it written down <laughs> can't help it don't look at it written down Damn. then hold on looking at it written down implies you do reading what's that yeah about? well like i'm i've got some notes okay i don't know fair enough um, <laughs> um, no, no. So, Heroes of the Storm. I think that's kind of in an invite-only beta at the moment. Uh, Jeff Kanata has been raving about it. The, all those totally rad people are playing it. Um, but it's apparently doing exactly what Hearthstone did in marketing card. The idea of a card game to the masses. They're uh, they're trying to get like entry-level players into MOBAs because apparently the biggest problem with MOBA games is that everyone that plays them is not very patient, let's just say. Yes. Um, they're not the most accommodating of no, uh, it's not gaming a, it's community. Not a very, it's not a very welcoming community by all accounts. <clears throat> no. But I'm sure and there the are servers that are, or people you can play with that are. Sure. Um, um, I'd love to get into them, but every time I look at them, I just think, uh, I can't be asked. I really can't be asked. I'm just going to no. die a lot and be, be people are going to be angry at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah terrified. Already got a chance uh, on another one. Uh, Frontier have announced that there's going to be a full wipe of stuff for Beta Two of Elite Dangerous, uh, which is going to be a little frustrating for those that spent 600 hours getting up to however many gazillion credits and buying all of the ships. Bad luck, chaps! You'll have to start again. But that's how it goes, and that's what early access is all about. That is indeed. It's kind of part and parcel of it, really. Um, and that's personally a reason why I don't get involved because of stuff like that. Um, but I just mentioned it to Matt downstairs, yeah. and he was like, good. Um, I I want to re-experience it from the yeah. start again. Yeah. Um, because obviously they've rebalanced everything, so you probably find even if you could keep your stuff, maybe half your stuff would be useless, you know... Um, so yeah, I I wouldn't worry about it too much. Okay, I'm well, sure it will still be great. <laughs> I just watched a video actually <clears throat> where they were just talking about all the all their favourite ships. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, it was like, oh man, that game is starting. It's starting to have that whole like spaceship porn thing going on, like what Star Citizen does, because it's uh, just looking so good. Hopefully, like, it won't make ships... you as angry. Never has, never has. Uh, I've always been kind of. Uh, I've always rooted for the, for that game, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's a blast from the past. Done good, indeed. Um, Steam have, has had a big update in the last couple of weeks. They've added a thing called curation. Anyone understand which, what this is? Uh, I do, because I played around with it and I made a new uh, community for this podcast. In fact, so if you do a little Google on there for hash not playing podcast you'll see uh, that we're a cu- curator and, and and you can follow us and we can recommend stuff that we like. Um, I've just chosen... Uh, I, we, need to, um, we need to pick 10 games to recommend before we get featured in the listings. But um, I've done about six or seven and I've just picked stuff that we all love. So, uh, or, you know, at least like, one of us likes. Like Goat Simulator. I haven't put that on there yet. I forget what I put on there. Um, oh, We've got Tomb Raider Brothers, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Wolfenstein, Divinity, 
and the Rim of Sky. Yeah, sure. Skyrim. Yeah. So yeah, I figured they were fair, but um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if you all have access to uh, do I it. I don't seem to be able to add stuff. I don't, there's not an admin tab. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, d- is there a button that says begin curating or something? I've only got to follow this curator. Oh, right. Uh, well, I'll sort that out. Right. I'll sort that out so you guys can get involved as well. But I just wanted, to, I just went through it because I was interested in what it was. So, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, now that, now my activity feed is full of, like, game updates and, uh, like recommendations from the likes of PC Gamer, Jim Sterling, um, Rock Paper Shotgun. They've all kind of got significant presences on there. So if there's any of those websites and stuff that you follow and that you that you read, um, then a lot of them have already got in on the act. Cynical Brit, I think he's got one up there. He, I think he was the top one. Yeah, he is actually. Yeah. yeah. You mean Total Whiskey, right? That's it. Sorry. It's all right. It's the same thing, isn't it? Well, he is he is Total Biscuit, the cynical Brit. Oh, okay. Sorry. I've, I got my terminology Like you are Rob Howard, the curator. Yeah. <laughs> the curator. Um, yeah, so, so that's cool. And they, they've sort of, uh, they've added a few things like cues where you can basically click through, like it will basically work out based on who you're following uh, the games you already own, the ones on your wish list, and it will just it will just offer you recommendations. I, I, I did I did click through that and found it to be quite shite. Um, I, to be honest, I've yet to find any system. Amazon's the same, where it's got a rec- recommendations thing that I actually would buy any of. Um, maybe I need to click more and follow more people or something. But the recommendations recommendations were rubbish and included games I'd already bought. Which is a uh, bit cheeky. Maybe it's just trying to get you to clear your, your pile of shame. You're trying to do your favour. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <clears throat> Another 80 hours in a day is going to make that happen. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, uh, I, I went through a bit a few today and just got rid of some just because I was like, <laughs> I'm never, ever going to play that. What, your, I just had, your shame oh, you, list? Oh, I thought you meant you played them. Because that's normally how you pl- talk about playing stuff. You get, did you, you get it out of the way. Did you uninstall them or <laughs> yeah. just delete them from your... I just was... Well, like, there was a game called Ollie Ollie that I had on there, which is apparently a good, like, cool skateboarding game. And when I had a Vita, like, I totally wanted to play it. But So when I saw it pop up on Steam, I was like, oh, I'll add that. And then I thought, I'm never going to fucking play that. It so, sounded like a great pitch for, like... So a did, multi- did you uh, buy it? Uh, then? No. Okay, right. No, I, I wasn't. It's not my pile of shame yet. It's, it's like getting stuff out of the pile. It's your of wistful pile of shame. S- soon to be shame. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and it was even like little indie games that I just was like, oh fuck that. I'm not that bothered because, um, not that I have no patience for indie games. I value them in just the same light <coughs> as you know. Uh, oh. Disclaimer. <clears throat> if you can drop in the sound of, of somebody digging themselves out of a hole, there, that would be excellent. <laughs> yeah, well, like there was just some stuff that's like kind of old. It's kind of missed its window. I've and I've already got so many of them. It was just kind of a thing so that I can just stop getting their them emails saying such and such is now on your wish list and it's like two pounds and you know. Uh, so I'm just trying to mitigate the damage because, to be honest, a lot of those games that I moved off my wish list will probably show up in humble bundles and I'll be like, oh, have I got that yet? Whereas instead of getting the email and going, oh, I haven't got that yet. You know, I don't know, okay. whatever. Yeah. 
Boring. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what else have we got? Uh, I think we've only got one more story, and that is the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Okay. Uh, they, they've, <laughs> they're doing trailers for the season pass. Uh, one of which revealed a new uh, side-scrolling sort of 2.5D game set in China. Which actually, mm. when I first heard about it, when you first posted about it, Patrick, I was like, oh god, not another one. It's pretty um, cool, though, doesn't it? But it, it does is. look pretty decent. Yeah, I was actually quite impressed with the way it looked. Uh, it's got a nice, like, painterly art style. Um, I love the idea of the setting going all, like, oriental style. Um, I've mm, wanted the yeah, series to go that way cool. for a while anyway. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. Does that make yeah, you want to um, get Unity more? Uh, I don't think... I, I think I'm going to get it anyway, to be honest. But um, it, it wouldn't convince me if I wasn't convinced already. I'm pretty sure. But it, it does look cool. Yeah, they actually announced another game for iPad that's set back in Italy, um, like really scaled down graphics, but a full 3D Assassin's Creed game. They announced that today. That's called uh, something. Assassin's Creed. Something. Excellent. Colon. Assassin's <laughs> uh, Creed colon. That would be it. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully rendered. Somebody's bowels and stuff that leading to an enormous <laughs> hole that you have to swan dive out of. That would be great. It's called. It's called Assassin's Creed Identity, and it's going to be free, but stuff full of microtransactions. And it's set in the Italian Renaissance. So again. There you go. In case you had run out of Assassin's Creed, there will be plenty more coming this year. That's four games this year across various platforms. So it's like they've got a factory throwing them out. Yeah, I heard something like 800 people worked on Black Flag or something stupid like that, but wouldn't surprise me. Anyway. Oh, and there was just one quick thing I was going to mention uh, was that uh, the reviews are out for Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor and it uh, the consensus seems to be that it's very good. <clears throat> for, and for those of you not putting any weight in reviews and I would like to think there's a lot of you. Um uh sorry paid journalist reviews that is. I know they all have ethics codes and all the rest of it and Gamergate blah blah but they do need to review shit to make money. And they do work for companies that get ad advertising streams from the games that they're reviewing. So, colour me cynical. Anyway, uh, Jim Sterling and Total Biscuit have also got long Let's Play WTF is videos up. Um, uh, and they, both of them do those quite frequently. And the shitter games tend to be quite short, like maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Uh, TV's Shadow of Mordor what the fuck is, is 55 minutes, which I'm hoping is a good thing and not 54 minutes of him slating the textures, which happens. <laughs> uh, and Jim Sterling's is uh, more than half an hour as well. So that does bode well. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I believe on the Steam page uh, he has curated it. Uh, Cynical Brit's uh, quote is would be would be a competent but unremarkable Arkham style open world game about killing orcs 
but made special with the Nemesis system and excellent voice work. Okay. And he's done a full review. Uh, I guess that's going to link to his video. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's getting it's got a uh, very positive based on 553 reviews on Steam. It's got a Metacritic user score of 9.1. And, yeah, I don't know what more convincing I need, really, to be quite honest. Um, all I'll say is that, from a pure aesthetics point of view, and I did see it, I have seen the game in action, uh, up close, and I don't think it looks great, but apparently there's enough going on in the game to for that to be irrelevant, really. Um, if you want a game that looks fantastic, The Hunter has just been gone free to play on Steam. So you okay. two can stalk through the woods and shoot deer and boar. There's been some other games like that. And it does look pretty pretty, actually. Pretty pretty. It's free to, it's free to play. Pretty pretty. <clears throat> yeah, pretty pretty. Oh, cool. I might get that going. I have already had that one uh, recommended to me, so I... Uh, really? Oh, that yeah. was a lucky guess, then. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll have... Uh, we'll have more on that uh, maybe and most definitely uh, Shadow of Mordor in a few episodes time I reckon but uh, yeah there's a whole bunch of games like coming out this week Uh, it's really starting to uh, thicken up isn't it Uh, uh, if you just look on the gaming tab on Metacritic now you've got um, got The Vanishing of Ethan Carter Shadow of Mordor Destiny and Crime of Punishment and Forza Motorsport Sorry, Forza Horizon 2, all rocking light in the green, 80 to high 70s. It's can't get it's that loaded that in my browser for some reason. No, it's because Maybe I'm you've... not trying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And on that bombshell, I did just want to uh, mention a game that some of us have been playing that came out last week to very little fanfare. But what is now receiving a lot of critical acclaim and that is the vanishing of Ethan Carter <sighs> which uh, yeah I've, I've played a couple of hours of it uh, you started playing it last night didn't you Pat yeah I sunk a couple of hours in two alright so good it's, it's brilliant it's, it looks absolutely gorgeous it's uh, on Unreal like, 3 isn't it uh, Unreal is 3 engine yeah um, but it just looks stunning. Um, it's all kind of natural environments, um, this kind of seaside environment with um, um, like just trees everywhere. There's loads of kind of cool moving vegetation, like all the the uh, the, the, the leaves are kind of swaying about. There's awesome sound design. The music, the soundtrack is incredible. Yeah, um, I, I yeah, almost teared up, to be honest. Yeah, it's places. so good. It's so. It's, I mean, I know this was totally on my radar, um, but it still managed to punch me in the chin a little bit with 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 its production values, particularly. I, I am not that far into the game to talk about too much about the uh, the the kind of mechanics of it. But um, Rob, do you want to talk about the uh, how you actually play the game? Well, um, or, yeah, or you not. kind of. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, just wanted to add that uh, this game is set at sort of, I'd say, about four or five o'clock in the off in the evening, afternoon. <laughs> Which is a very it's, specific it's kind of... thing to set a game around. Okay. <laughs> I, no, I don't. Not, but it's not 1994 or <laughs> no, but it's Spain. Got, it's set it's at 5:45. It... <laughs> I just wanted to put... home time. <laughs> 
it, it's kind of got that vibe though of like when I'm walking home yeah. from work. It's that it, kind no, of it, time of day. Totally right. You're totally right. It does. Yeah, it, but it's kind it's very it's, the way the lighting works. It's got that it's kind of moody and. It's the end of yeah. the day. It's it's that kind of thing. Um, the sky is beautiful. It's just like loads of purples and oranges and stuff. In it. I've never yeah. seen a sky that that looks like that before. It's 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 stunning. It's amazing what they've done. So it's an open world game, um, but it's not like a huge landmass. It's kind of organised by bridges and pathways. But there's the opportunity to go off the beaten path at times. Uh, most of the time, uh, it's almost a necessity, especially very early on in the game. From what I can tell from, like, moments where I've got a bit stuck, and I'm only, I only got a bit stuck because, while it's great that the game is open world, it's not, it doesn't want to hold your hand, which I appreciate the benefit of that, uh, the experiential value. Which explicitly says at the start we're not going to yeah. hold your hand isn't it absolutely um but what it means is when i was playing it i uncovered uh part of the first puzzle and then i just kept walking and then i discovered part of the second puzzle <clears throat> sort of did what i could was like oh okay i'll carry on then and then i went along and then i found the third puzzle and then i almost went Oh, I'll carry on then. And then I, and then I went, and then I went back. Uh, we we try to like, get to the end of the game without doing anything. That, that, isn't that because no, you're I like just an couldn't... excited puppy who's going, "What's over here? What's over here? What's over here?" Well, it was kind of like that, yeah. Right. But it was also like, um, I don't really get what I'm supposed to be doing. Do I? Uh, no, probably you're just finishing those me... puzzles. Yeah, not probably not. Yeah, not getting bored and running Stop away. Stop looking doing for the hand one. that's going to hold you and just go back and start again. Yeah, but in most games, in most games, you would begin a puzzle or a challenge, and then you would do that and move on. But because this game basically gives you a back door at all times, because there wasn't a magic hedge that moves out of the way when you do the first puzzle, pretty much, pretty much. Um, That I kind of just went off and off off on my own little way, Um, and then but then I did do the third. A puzzle which is cool as fuck and made me just fall in love with the game. Don't do any spoilers because um, I'm downloading it. No, now. I'm not. No, it's cool as fuck. Um, and and but then I backtracked when I was playing it last night to do the ones that I had just sort of not finished. Um, but one of them involved me moving things around in a particular way, and I didn't quite get it. And I might have googled it and and. <laughs> But when I did it, it was like, oh yeah, oh, right. Game facts. It was just Hello one little, again. one little thing that I just missed. And then, and the very first one is actually a bit of a, just uh, you know, find the, not exactly needle in the haystack, but you have to just find stuff, um, by going around and exploring, um, in a well, you're, quite you're, you're small a, area. A para- paranormal detective, aren't you? Um, yeah. And you get these kind of visions from from certain clue points. So like yeah. like in, in the very first puzzle, you had to find a couple of objects, um, and when you, you you kind of reach a part in the scene which tells well, you you need five, to find this missing, five missing object things, yeah, and what it does is it'll it'll much like the 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 modern uh, Sherlock Holmes series, you'll get these kind of clues which 
pop up on the screen in, in white text and they'll float around the, uh, the, 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 the objects and they, they'll essentially kind of suggest um, parts of what may have happened or what could have happened to you. Um, but certain other ones will say, right, you need to find a particular object. So that word will spin up in the air. And what it does is it kind of blurs around in kind of uh, in multiples of itself until you are pointing at the direction of where that thing may be. And then it becomes one solid word. And then you get this kind of little vision and you, you, you it's kind of like this little portal opens up and it shows you like a past event. Um, and there's, so there's lots of those kind of cool things going on. There's um, some cool, like, you get to mess around with, uh, like, the chronology of events that you witness yeah. in a weird way. But I don't want to say too much more uh, about the actual stuff. I think perhaps it might just be a slight unfamiliarity on my part with the vocabulary of adventure games. I don't play that many of them. Um, only The only ones I know are like your traditional point-and-click games. But this, so, but, but this has more... It's not hand-holding, but this has more guidance than a traditional point-and-click would have. Because in, in point-and-click you'd get... You, fi- you find a carrot, and then you're standing there with a carrot going, well, what do I need a carrot for? Surely, mm. whereas this has got, yeah. at least it has the yeah, text saying, oh, you need a handle or you need a carrot or something. There, there's no <clears throat> hand-holding, there's no patronising, there's no, you're stupid, so go that way. Um, but it's not, it's not, um, it's not random, it doesn't feel kind of that they haven't thought the puzzles through, everything kind of makes sense. Oh, it um, totally does, but nothing, like, there was just little nothing. things like... Little things with the UI, perhaps, where I've not really understood what they're getting at. Um, and it's kind of slowed me down a little. Um, but I did, once I've got, once I've sort of grokked it, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm there, you know, I'm really, really invested. And I'm looking forward to playing the rest of it later on this evening. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it's a four to five hour game, but for the asking price of £15, I think that's fair enough. Um, I wish all games were like that, to be honest. Maybe not all games, but that's how I like to consume content. That sort of time investment for that sort of money. Um, and you like games that are set at 5.45 as well? Yeah, about then. <laughs> six, seven o'clock maybe, but any later than that and it starts to get a bit too scary. It's close to bedtime. <laughs> yeah, but I like that it's... If it was at night time, this game would freak me out. Oh, it would. It would. Yeah, I mean, it's still creepy, though, isn't it? It still has that yeah. atmosphere. There's still that kind of dread, but it's kind of counteracted by making it just so beautiful that yeah. you, you, you don't feel un- uneasy. You still want to kind of explore, even though certain parts, like where it's darker, they, they do feel kind of a little bit more, um, yeah, a little bit more, more creepy. But it, it's, it's just a, such a gorgeous looking game. Um, I think and, it could and, be. Yeah. I think it could be this year's Gone Home. In yeah. a way, yeah, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Okay. Almost finished installing it. Excellent. Yeah, it's not a big game, really. Um, it's it's uh, like in terms of install. Oh no! But also it's, sorry, that was the Hunter installing. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn you, stinky. <clears throat> Yeah, they do actually ask for your credit card for this game, unfortunately. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've paid for that, yeah. 
but yeah, so we just wanted to point that out. Um, I think it's definitely going to be in my game of the year conversation unless like 20 other br- brilliant games like this come out. So, uh, but yeah, you didn't get this working in VR, did you, Pat? You... No, unfortunately not. But I did get it working um, in 3D on a 3D TV. And it's, it's, it's one of the best games I've played in that form. It, it's just so well suited. Um, just because it's, you know, it's just so gorgeous. The, did you notice how the field of view is quite a, quite a lot larger than, than games generally are? Um, it was, a, it's around about yeah. 90, which is actually quite high. They're, they're generally around more, I think close to like 45 to 65 as, as a standard. I could be wrong about that. But, um, I, I know certainly things like Metro and stuff like that, they're, they're around sort of 65 as standard. Um, Jesus. but it gives you like a huge field of view, um, which really works. Um, even though it is quite unnatural, it does give you a bit of tunnel vision. Um, yeah, I found yeah, myself, I, I found myself looking around a lot more. Um, mm. than I usually do. Um, I, 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 I did record some video of this. It's on my YouTube channel at Rob Howard 79 on YouTube. Um, there's three, there's three videos on there. One of which is me solving puzzle free. So don't watch that one if you don't want to be spoiled. And, um, but then the third one, uh, there's like, I did, I sort of did this camera pan up of this tree on the bridge and you kind of get that whole field of view thing going like crazy. Like it's a really good example of how mad the field of view is. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's some videos up there if you want to have a look at it. But I'm sure you just only have to Google Ethan Carter and uh, lots of them will show up. So yeah, it's got a really good critical reception. This game had no marketing behind it at all. Uh, it's really just totally off the back of YouTube videos and... Uh, now the, the the mainstream press have got hold of it. It's it's, it's the quite same well. kind of marketing as the story of my uncle had. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of. It's coming and a few people have played it and it just kind of explodes. I think it's in the top ten top sellers on Steam at the moment. Well, it's nearly there. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's rocking an eighty-two on Metacritic now. Eight point four user score. Eurogamer gave it nine out of ten. Favourite. There's a bit of dissent from the escapist, but yeah, apart from that, it's generally getting great reviews, so it's definitely worth checking out if you like first-person stuff that doesn't involve shooting people in the face. Is that all we've got then? That's all I've got. Uh, I actually played. Uh, I, I played a really cool uh, VR demo called Windlands. All right. Um, which uh, is uh, they're doing an Indiegogo. It's it's really cool. I played uh, an earlier build of it on the DK one. Um, it was a, it was a little more basic, and there's much more um, <clears throat> kind of map design has gone into this version. Um, it's essentially like it's kind of like a first person. Well, it, its look is like a first person journey. It's very kind of cartoony, very kind of bright desert scenes. Um, you've um, Essentially, you've got superpowers, so you're you're running around really, really fast. You can jump quite high, uh, and you can also fire a kind of um, like a rope, which will attach to um, if, like vegetation, so grass or or the trees, and it allows you to kind of swing around and do these amazing sort of stunts. Um, it's it it's really, really, really cool. Um, it's got amazing use of scale because you've got these huge tall towers that you have to kind of perilously uh, climb to the top of and I, I was kind of falling off them all the time and stuff it's got these weird uh, wind mechanics which will blow you around kind of like the 2008 uh, Prince of Persia game uh, 
uh, where you're kind of blowing around from from parts of the parts of the map to others. Um, yeah, really, really cool game. I would I would recommend you check it out. It looks like uh, to me, it looks like a cross between Minecraft and a story about my uncle. Uh, it's it, I would say story about my uncle. It probably is quite a bit like that. Uh, it's, it's got that it's kind not, of. It's not Minecraft. No, it's not Minecraft. Though, I played it's... the first one in the DK one, and yeah. it was yeah, it was, it was nice. But they... I just mean that sort of. Uh, it's got like. It's, oh, it's not got, like it's high low, it's low poly. You mean? Yeah, it's low yeah, poly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's probably was a bit unfair. But no, it looks cool. It does look cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm definitely going to be checking out the full version. It's, it's Have you backed really it on cool. Indiegogo? Uh, I haven't yet, but I think I'm going to. Okay, and that's about all we've got time for. This has been the Not Playing Podcast in partnership with notlistening.co.uk. Uh, you can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B-O-B-I-R-O-K-A. Uh, I'm on Twitter as EboGB, which is at E-B-O-W-G-B and I'd just like to say hello to Brian Brushwood who followed me today and we had a brief conversation on DM hello Brian, Hi, Brian. love your work hi Brian <laughs> uh, and I'm at Patrick J-K-A-Y and my video channel is called The Presence Lounge cool I'm on YouTube too and if you didn't catch it earlier it's I'm at Rob Howard 79 you can contact us on email at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at www.notlistening.co.uk. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya. Fare thee well. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>